This is badass Billy Gunn, 11-time WWE Tag Team Champion, Intercontinental Champion, Hardcore Champion, and you're listening to IcoPod. You gotta hear this. And if you're not listening to this, I got two words for you. Suck it. back with episode 156 of I Go Pod. I am Bob Collins Jr. With me as always is Austin Skinner and Dallas Gridley. Fellas, the last two weeks of Monday Night Raw have been pleasantly good, which is a miracle here for 1995. How are we feeling for this week, just two more weeks away from In Your House, number four? You know, I, me and Austin actually were just talking uh, off air before you got on, Bob. And th- these are the ones that kind of make me nervous because we had the the one live episode, which was good, which I feel like usually the live one is. And I think we kind of got lucky with last week's episode being pretty good. So how much top talent are we going to be able to see on these next two shows that are taped leading into In Your House? And I think that kind of, that just makes me nervous because I feel like generally this is, we kind of go downhill before we hit the pay-per-view. But I, I guess in the, uh, the last two weeks have made me a little bit hopeful that the this show here is going to be decent. Uh, for me, so maybe you can clarify, Bob, as far as it goes when it comes to the scheduling of these, mm-hmm. they do the two live back-to-back that we just saw. Were the, they were both live? No. So there's... So in WWE or WWF, when they tape... It's every other. No. <clears throat> no? You know, it's a taping of four, usually. So uh, the first okay. one will be live, and then the next three will be taped. Okay. Yep. So, I guess, yeah. You know, going into this one, I thought we were, it was, like, going to be an every other sort of deal. So, I guess, like, like Dallas said, maybe we just got lucky last week. And now that they're kind of going to be scratching the second half of the barrel on the way down, I don't know. I want to stay hopeful because, like I said, I think the last two weeks we've really gotten some solid episodes. And to be able to say that is exciting, especially since, uh, you know, it's still 1995. Um, But, I mean, with that said, in the same token, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. You know, I am very well aware that uh, to get two in a row is just an anomaly. To get three in a row, I think, would be unheard of this year. So, uh, you know, prepping for the worst, hoping for the best, I think, going into this episode. And really, all the way into In Your House number four. I'm just excited to kind of get through these 
lead into Survivor Series, get out of Survivor Series as fast as possible, and get to that Royal Rumble. It's like the light at the end of the tunnel of the year. Royal Rumble's coming. It's a new year. Royal Rumble usually doesn't disappoint. Um, And as we've talked about, has even been sometimes the best pay-per-view of the year, even with WrestleMania happening. Um, So yeah, I, I just... I'm glad that we're slowly inching our way through. And even if it means we have to hit a couple more duds on the way out, what's a couple more compared to pretty much an entire year's worth. So that's where I'm with, um, as far as like this week goes and really the, the near future. Well, you should be especially thrilled because, uh, your favorite wrestler has recently returned. Well, I wasn't going to bring it up yet, but here's the deal. Okay, Marty Jannetty is back, baby. Rock and roll is back on Monday nights. So we have Marty coming back. He's kind of been inserted really randomly. Like, here he is. Here you go. Um, And even kind of the way he was booked was pretty random. But uh, you know what? I'm not going to complain. Marty's a guy that most times when he comes back, it ends up being something okay. Uh, up until this point. So we'll kind of see how this one goes. Maybe it's, you know, Marty's finally kind of used up all the juice. I don't know. We haven't seen enough of him quite yet, but uh, I'm going to stay hopeful. I enjoy Marty anytime he's on TV. He's a little, he's a little cartoonish. There's no doubt about that. But um, he's one of those guys where when he wrestles, it looks like it comes very easy to him. Uh, So that's always enjoyable to kind of see and, especially in this quote-unquote new generation, you know, where it's going to be more entertaining wrestling, you know, or that's at least what we're promised. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't mind that Marty's back. I think he still kind of adds a little something to the roster, especially, you know, where there might be some holes still to fill. But uh, I guess the jury is still out. Yeah, I mean, he's always, every time he comes back, he is at the very least a high mid-card act. I don't know if that's going to be the case here in 95. It doesn't but, seem that way, I would yeah. say. But again, we it's only the first match back. But I would agree with you. I, I think I can already kind of tell that that's not the direction they're going in. But who knows? They don't really telegraph too much uh, at this time. You could be going into you know a six-month feud and it ends in two weeks. It's just who the fuck knows what's going on. They don't know what's going on. And we're just along for the ride. That's the whole thing. I could see him teaming with Bob Holly at some point. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. Yeah. And Bob, he converts Bob Holly into a rocker after giving him some cocaine. Oh, yeah, at least. Yeah. So That'll he switches Bob time. Holly from a race car driver to a rocker. Right. And like the promo is going to be like, hey, Bob, trade in your wheel for steel line a steel axe and play a guitar with the rockers you know it would look really good on that steering wheel bob holly he'd be like what's that there marty and he'd be like some cocaine and bob holly is going and he's going to win the race and then he's going to become a a rocker i think that sounds great yeah like the most races they win at maybe 100 miles an hour like bob holly will be going 176 miles an hour right just fucking flooring it with his eyes bulging out of his head. And then like Marty will be in the back seat 
playing. His promos would have to be just bloodshot eyes, and he doesn't blink. What you're right, right? The tassels. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Todd Palenko's gonna be like, Bob, when's the last time you slept? And he's gonna be like, he's gonna be like, what year is it? (laughs) Be like 1996, and he's gonna be like, I haven't slept since 1987. Woo, yeah, Marty. (laughs) I like that idea, and I think they should book it. I don't know why they wouldn't. It's a multi-million dollar idea if I've ever seen one. Uh, all right, let's get into some observer notes. Uh, there's not really a whole lot for like the next two weeks. There's nothing of note for the most part. Great, Bob. I'm just saying. Uh, I don't know if I mentioned it for the September 25th uh, Raw for what they did ratings-wise, but Raw got a 1.9 and Nitro got a 2.7. Ooh. Back on September 25th. I think I forgot to incorporate that. Yikes, the war is on, baby. Yeah. Um, That's pretty surprising. On the October 2nd uh, showdown before between Raw and Nitro, Raw and Nitro got the same rating. They both got 2.5s. What? Yeah. So they've really split the audience. Yeah, okay, but yeah, here's the thing, though, right? So yeah. 2.5, 2.5, that's great. Name me one fucking time since we started recording that Monday Night Raw did a 5.0. It's two different audiences. Well, I guess that's my point. Maybe, you know, yeah, they've kind of split the audience, but you open up this world to a new product, you're naturally bringing in new eyes. So I think, you know, despite Raw shortly getting its ass beat for a good year and a half in the ratings, um, either way, it's good. Like More people talking about wrestling when you run a wrestling program is a good thing. So if nothing else, I am a little bit excited about that because, again, the audience might be split, but there's more of them. So... You know, we'll see kind of moving forward. Yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, just as there's uh, people that watch just WWF, there's obviously people that watch just WCW. Right. I mean, you're going to get people to flip between the two, I would say. But sure. even at the end, you know, when uh, Nitro's still doing a three, um, you know, and Raw's doing a six, the next night or the next week, Raw's still doing a five or a six, they're not doing an eight or a nine. Right, exactly. So when you eliminate your competition, you're really eliminating that audience from uh, watching it. So it'll be interesting to see how that trend continues on. Uh, Big Van Vader is, uh, you might remember, around this time he got knocked out by Paul Orndorff. <laughs> Although he claims he slipped, he didn't want to hurt him, whatever. Yeah, okay. Uh, he has not been released by WCW and it appears that they want to bring him back at some point or they just want to keep him away from the WWF as long as possible because he still has a few years on a contract. I know that. I'll tell you what. I bet you Paul Orndorff beat Vader's ass, beat Vader's ass not even using his strong arm. Well, there is a thing, you know, baby strength. So... I'm just going to put that out there. Vader acts like this big, tough guy. Infant, well, guess what, buddy? I've seen some infants do some crazy shit, so Paul Orndorff and that, and that arm. I don't know. Yeah. 
I'm just going to throw possible. that out there. Anything's possible. Yeah. Um, Paul Ondorf's arm is basically the equivalent to what Dallas's arm is right now. At pe- Mind you, at peak strength, Dallas's right. arm. Right. Yeah, so he knocked him out with Dallas's arm. Full strength. That'd be like Dallas knocking Vader out. Yeah. I I wish I could even like say this ain't true. See, I got I got little arms. <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> I do too, though. For being for being six four, I do have I have small arms as well. That's so, right. You know what, Bob? I don't know if I've ever seen your arms all the way. No. Yeah, we did because we went we went in the pool when we came down to Florida. Yeah, I have I have noodle arms. Really? I'm like an inflatable car dealership noodle. Jesus, I don't. My memory's not good. Don't ask me, man. Yeah, clearly I didn't impress you with my physique. Well, I mean, really yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, we have a late breaking news regarding the potential return of Jeff Jarrett and Adam Baum. Uh, it <sighs> seems like every week there's something new going on here. So Jeff Jarrett is still expected to return. And while previously Adam Baum was said to have ignored phone calls and not want to come back at all, well, he could be forced to return to the WWF if they enforce his contract since he's not allowed to wrestle anywhere else. So if he can't make money anywhere, then he might be dragged back to a company that he doesn't want to work for. I would, uh, If I were him, I would just sit home anyway. I mean, how much realistically is left on his contract? It can't be much. Well, he showed up in the summer of 93. I feel like they normally would do three-year contracts, so probably about a year. Really? Yeah. I think three oh. years is usually the, like, protocol. Oh, fuck. Well, yeah, he's going to have to go to back. <laughs> he's going to have to go back to work. Huh? Yeah. Uh, I had to guess. Just flunk the drug test and get released. No, this is what you do. You get <laughs> You get a mask. Mm. You work like, you know, USWA and Smoky Mountain. And they were going to be like, Adam Baum, we saw you working for Smoky Mountain. And he's going to be what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, they have this new mask guy, and it's you. And he's going to be like, how do you know? He's wearing a mask. So I, that's a funny Smart. story because I think you might have listened to the same show, Bob. But Lenny Lane mentioned before when he was in WCW, he used to do indie shows, which he's not supposed to be doing. Yeah, but, but there it's not like today where things go around the internet. You can watch all these shows. They were like these little shows where you wouldn't know who was there. So it's like ah, someone's just ripping me off, you know. So right, like because they would confront him and be like, "Were you did it? Did you do a show in Minnesota?" And he'd be like, "No." What? Yeah, yeah Lenny Lenny Lane uh, talked about that in a podcast. <laughs> oh. and it was, it's wicked funny because that's awesome. The only thing that would be reported. It would be people sending it into the observer or something. Right. So there's no footage. So he'd be like, he said, oh, maybe someone's just using my name to draw a crowd. Because it wasn't me, but it was him. And the WCW's not about to look into it for a no. low-card guy that's no. get paid 40 grand a year at the time or whatever it was. No. Exactly. <clears throat> so. Holy shit, that's awesome. Yeah, Lenny, yeah. Lenny Lane's a smart guy. Uh, Al Snow is rumored to be coming into the WWF, and he will have a babyface gimmick. And David noted that the gimmick would be a quote-unquote good one. I don't know what that necessarily means. With all the gimmicks that we've seen coming into the WWF, I don't know 
what I would equate as being yeah. good. How wait. good could it be? Well, wait. Yeah. Why is he just saying it's going to be a good one, but not saying what it is? <laughs> well, maybe he was just yeah. told, oh, it's going to be the, good. The so- I think the source was like, oh, it's going to be a good one. Oh. But it wouldn't That's really fucked up. Yeah, uh, I can't tell. Where Terry is that Keller? snow working right here? Uh, Smoky Mountain? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he might have already left. But okay. that's where his last, like, known, like, big time stop was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Dave does note that it will not be the crow gimmick that had been rumored. And that interests me because I was wondering if that would be similar to the crow gimmick that Sting would do in WCW about a year later. Huh. Could you imagine fucking Al Snow as a crow? Oh, Kogan. <laughs> You're a dead man. Like what? With a bat. What does everybody want? With a bat. Hogan's head. Oh my God. Cool. No. He has help me on his forehead. But no. instead of help me, it says kill Hogan. Jesus. It says crow. crow. It says crow backwards. Al crow. Al crow. <laughs> Dude, yes. That's good. Yes. Uh, there are two house shows because they're touring in America and uh, in like Austria and Germany. So I'll do uh, Madison Square Garden first and they have a show also in Austria. So the first show Madison Square Garden, October 6th crowd was 9,000 7,900 of that was paid. Uh, And this was a benefit show for handicapped and underprivileged. There was also a segment involving Powerlifter Mark Henry, but that was interrupted by Skip and Sonny. With Sonny claiming any of the fat, out of shape New Yorkers in attendance could make it to the Olympics. Skip then said he was tired of being treated like trash and tried pushing Henry, leading to Henry shoving him across the ring. <clears throat> Henry then cornered Sonny, which visually is kind of hilarious a large black man backing a, an attractive white female <laughs> in a corner terrified but mm. she was able to escape and this was henry's madison square garden debut of course he doesn't get involved in the ring uh it, until 96 so i don't mm. know if he's been signed necessarily at this point but uh, here are some matches that uh, took place uh, hakushi defeated skip in nine minutes and nine seconds Barry Horowitz pinned Sir Mo in 7 minutes and 34 seconds. Oh! <laughs> WWF Women's Champion Bertha Faye pinned Alundra Blaze in 7 minutes and 26 seconds. 1-2-3 Kid pinned Bob Acklin at 11.24. Oh! Savio Vega pinned Kama at 8 minutes and 20 seconds. The WWF Tag Team Champion Smoking Guns retained against Jacob and Eli Blue in 8 minutes and 37 seconds. Bret Hart, who had George Steele in his corner, defeated Isaac Gink and DDDS, who had Jerry Lawler in his corner in 10 minutes and 7 seconds. <laughs> That's Yankum's MSG debut, by the way. WWF Intercontinental Champion Shawn Michaels defeated Davey Boy Smith by disqualification in 17 minutes. Oh, my And God. the main event saw The Undertaker pinned King Mabel in 11 minutes and 18 seconds. Holy shit, dude. Whoever's time in that show. Fuck. That was rough. 
You don't want to watch a Bob Backlund match against one, two, three kid for eleven but minutes and twenty four no. seconds, dude. No, who does? And then it's like, oh, Sean and uh, British Bulldog. It's like, oh, okay. And then you're like, Undertaker, Mabel. Ah, oh, fuck. We can't even yeah. end it with two decent matches. And Sean Bulldog goes seventeen minutes. Well, Sean Bulldog for seventeen minutes probably, is, I would imagine, is okay. I mean, probably not great. I, no, I figured it wouldn't I, be I too bad know. either. I, I don't I, think it would be too bad. The problem would be how long of those 17 minutes are in headlocks and rest holds. And don't forget, it's British Bulldog, man. British Bulldog probably tops out at about 11, 12 minutes before it's like, okay, uh, mailing it in. I, I don't, I'm fooked. <laughs> I don't know any more stuff. <laughs> No, that's that's a good point. Yeah. So throw five minutes on that. They've had some good ma- like the one night only show is a really is a really good match. And it's okay, well me. that's not right now, buddy. The, well, yeah, that's two <laughs> years away. Whatever. So. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't. Uh, I don't think this show's worth my price of admission. I'm not gonna benefit the handicapped and underprivileged because I think the people that were booking it were handicapped, and several of the people on the show are underprivileged. Wow. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm not <laughs> going to support that. Holy shit. Uh, let's go to Vienna, Austria. Let's go somewhere. Uh, October 6, 1995, so I, that's the same day. 4,000 fans were in attendance, and it featured these matches, which are some of them are not great. Uh, Man Mountain Rock defeated Rad Rafford. Not going. Waylon Mercy, Waylon Mercy defeated Bob Holly. Not going. Fatman Bigelow defeated Psycho Sid. Jean no. Pierre Lafitte rustled Aldo Montoya to a thirty-minute draw. Not that's going. That's a lie. That's a lie. I know that's that's a lie. Jean Pierre Lafitte defeated Aldo Montoya. Hunter Hearst Helmsley defeated Henry Godwin. No. Owen Hart defeated Fatu. Mm. Razor Ramon. Defeated Dean Douglas by disqualification. And in the main event, WWF World Champion Diesel defeated Yokozuna. Oh, no, he did not, sir. Uh, No, thank you. Actually, just for reading that, I want a refund. I didn't even go to the show, but I want a refund for you reading it. Yeah. Well, see, that one sounded better, but I'm still not going because it was not that good. (laughs) I'm skipping both of them this time around. Yeah, I think we're gonna we're saving our money this week. We'll watch a movie or something. Yeah, well, and especially you got to think too. So Vienna, Austria, right? Four thousand people were fucking pumped to see that card. Because guess what they normally get to watch? Uh, propaganda movies, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so guess what, buddy? If we were Austrian. In 1995, we probably would have been all over this shit. But guess what? We ain't, so we skipping this shit. That's right. Yeah, it's a hard pass. So, unfortunately, the WBF will not be getting any of my money. Uh, I'm sure the USWA probably had some kind of uh, tar and feather match or something. And I probably would <laughs> much rather go to that. With Gorgeous George the Third versus <laughs> Gorgeous George the Third. Yeah, well, you know what? You can't knock them, okay? Maybe and- it's... Good shit. And uh, what's her name? Like 
uh, Miss Uptown or whatever. <laughs> Uptown Karen and Karen. Uh, <laughs> Miss Texas. Yeah, they they were fighting Gorgeous George the Third and Brian Christopher in, in five Bruno. different matches. Yeah, in Downtown Bruno. Yeah, and I'm sure yeah. Doug Gilbert was probably in a barbed wire ladder match or something. Right. <laughs> Tune in for that uh, in the USWA. <clears throat> All right, but now it's time for the October 9th Monday Night Raw. And if you're following along with the competition, it's also October 9th for Nitro. Uh, Raw, I know for sure that was advertised for us, is the six-man tag where the Undertaker teams with oh, yeah. WWF champion Diesel and Intercontinental champion Shawn Michaels to take on Owen, Yoko, and the British Bulldog. And then over on uh, Nitro... There is a cage match between Flair and Arn Anderson. Um, Sting defends the U.S. title. Uh, Sabu will be taking on Mr. JL and Road Warrior Hawk. Goes one-on-one with Big Bubber. I don't know. Have fun, boys. Well, I think on I think Raw sounds more intriguing <laughs> than anything that Nedra just said. Really, for the most part, so. Uh, to be, I don't think the cage match was sounded bad, but see, there's Dallas. This fucking positivity, just I'll pass on an Arn Anderson Ric Flair cage match ten out of ten times. I'll pass. Wow, well, that's that's a little harsh. I wow, think. I think Mike Campbell right now just flipped over his table and elbow dropped his kids through it. Well, listen, dude, if Mike Campbell's got some shit to say, okay, tell him I'll meet him at the Royal fucking Albert Hall. And I'll put him through the bleachers. You do realize that Johnny B. Smith listens to us when he drives. You might have just given him a heart attack like Randy Savage, and he just went head on into a guardrail. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, Johnny B. Smith's a good guy. In R.I.P. and peace, we'll miss him. But uh, if he's got anything to say about the Royal Albert Hall, tell him to meet me there as well with Mike Campbell, and I'll elbow drop both of them through the fucking bleachers. I think Ian Matthews just went he was so pissed that he went to his air fryer and touched the door scorching hot without his gloves because he was so distraught and now he has second degree burns on his fucking hands because wait where did you just pull that out of i looked at my air fryer (laughs) well listen (laughs) let's get serious for a minute here second degree burns on your hands from an air fryer is nothing to joke about so, for that reason alone, Ian's not getting elbow dropped through the I think, but, and I but think, they, the other two jabronis, they're done, dude. I think Mick Price heard that, went into his drawer, got a butcher knife, murdered his family, and put them into an adult-sized freezer because of you, you just got... You offended him so much with that comment. Well, in that case, I would uh, probably book him to beat both Triple H and Shawn Michaels in a triple threat match and give him the World Heavyweight Championship. Well, that was a reference to... (laughs) Okay. Well, let's just get into the October 9th, uh, 1995. I mean, I was making jokes. You're spoiling the next, what... Nobody watches, nobody knows, nobody listens, okay? The only people that listen and watch our program here with, along with us, mind you, 
is the WWE Network. And by the way, they called me. Yeah, the network called me, right? Down Callis? No, 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 no. WWE Network. They, you know, they called me, right? And they Mm -hmm. said this. They said, first of all, don't ask how we got your number. I said, okay. Then they said, second of all, you need to stop your fucking podcast because there's so many people watching randomly Raw 1995 right along with your timeline that it's crashing our servers. That's why you guys get fucked up every time you try to record. It's because there's so many people that you're driving to the network that it's just overloading us. We can't do it anymore, so we're going to need you to stop. You know what I said? You got to hear it. And here we fucking go, baby. (laughs) You're you're a savage. Oh, my Lord. I feel like like Austin just took a shot of a Red Bull before we started now. He's ready to go. He's pumped. Bob, give us the countdown. Let's watch this bullshit. All right. Well, if you're going to watch along with uh, Nitro as a side piece here, uh, I always start at 10 seconds ahead of time. There's actually it's just a recap of what happened last week. And that just so you know, if you're if you're sad, if you're going to miss that 10 second recap, they show it again in about 20 minutes. So don't be sad. That's fucking great. All right. So I'm going to count down from five. When I say play, that's when you uh, press play and we'll watch raw for the next 45 minutes and 57 seconds. So here we go. Five, four, three, two, one, play. Oh, I had a buffer, but we're good. Oh, no, not on my end, buddy. Not yet. Anyway. I think I'm get ready. I don't know if I like the new little WWF coming out of the clay fucking square and then the moons in the background. I don't know if I like that. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't. I don't don't like the opening. No, I like this opening. I don't like the bullshit song. I like the nitro opening better on the buildings and the shit's exploding. I'll have to listen to the song because it must be really bad because Bob says he doesn't like it every time this plays. I just no, don't. I, I I prefer the original. Now, do you put this song in for our podcast? Or do you still I, do the regular? I do. No, I do the one that is. I do this one. Oh, okay. So it's changed recently. Well, WCW is in Chicago, Illinois tonight. Okay, so exciting. the Road Warriors are coming out. Well, yeah, Bob already said uh, one of them are there. Right. Uh, here we go, Road man. We're in, uh, we're in Raw. We're in the arena. We got already entrances being made. There's a shit ton of people in the ring. <laughs> are they? Oh, they're starting off with a six man. Wow. This this makes me think this match is going to go about twenty five minutes. I'm okay with that. If it's good, I am. Well, they, you know what? They got jobber entrances though, because they're already in the ring. Well, yeah. Listen, as long as you got Yoko on your team and it's 1995, late 1995, you you kind of are the jobber team. Yeah, that's true. How do, you, how do you guys feel that Yokozuna at this time kind of looks like one of those um, those fish that like get smushed when you take them out of the water? What are they called? The blobfish. Oh, yeah. That's down in like the deep depths of the ocean. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what uh, Yokozuna just looked like when he made that face at us. Yeah. No, you're right. You're correct. I always thought the Brooklyn Brawler kind of looked like a blobfish myself. I, I get that. Yeah. 
Uh, Undertaker getting a single entrance here, so you can tell who they think the star is so far. Mr. Fuji, yes. You want to know what reminds me of Milk Duds? Oh, God. What? Um, Virgil's cameo? Yeah, Virgil's cameo and his ball sack sticking out of his pants. <laughs> so, Bob, are you going to order one? Because you're getting a little extra treat if you do. No, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if I would want to do that. Actually, I saw one I think you got to get. <clears throat> well, I, I would do it, but I think technically Sarah would probably get upset with me for paying for porn. Mm-hmm. It's- at that point so it's it's not really for the video you know we do the audio part yeah. you know what i would do it if it wasn't 69 dollars, and i know why he yeah. put it at 69 dollars. wow well you're because you're getting a little treat yeah I don't know is sean that. crying or is he on major drugs right here he's definitely he's crying okay. but he he looks like he's um he's fucked yeah, he's up. Seen- I don't know what he was talking about, though. Like, what? Well, this is the Survivor Series press conference that happened in Washington, D.C., but we don't know why Sean's crying for it. Little kids were on the screen. I don't know. Maybe it's like, uh, I don't know. He's talking about, Make I think it's wish. like, yeah, Make-A-Wish kids like wanting to see him, and he gets really uncomfortable like talking about it. This is like kind of humanizing for Shawn Michaels. Great. Now he's going to show us his ass. Okay, cool. Can't Perfect. wait for that to happen. Talk about make a woods kiss and then take your uh, clothes off in the ring. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, here's a thought. Milk duds or whoppers? Milk duds. Uh, milk duds. What? Both of you? Yeah. yeah. Whoppers dry out my mouth. Yeah, so I don't. I'm not a fan of it. I don't dislike whoppers. Like, I do, I eat them, but if you're saying milk duds or whoppers, dude, there ain't even competition there. Here's the thing, though. So, I like both. I usually pick whoppers, though, because milk duds sometimes are, like, way too fucking hard and way too fucking sticky. That's why I like them, though, I think. No, I don't like that it's going to pull my fucking tooth out. Well, here's the thing. (laughs) Number one, it's very difficult to pull out your tooth like that. Uh, Number two, what are you, are you having them in the fucking freezer? Or what? No, so here's what I do, and you guys are probably going to judge me, okay? But here's what I'm going to tell you what I do. Specifically, when I go to a movie theater, right? Specifically. Okay, if you are actually buying candy at a fucking movie theater, I've lost all respect for you. You smuggle no, I shit. I don't. You buy it before, and you bring it in. Yeah. Okay, good. The horse's ass. But you buy the popcorn there, because you can't bring that shit in. No, you can. So, no, you get you, the... You buy the popcorn. Listen. No, it doesn't get, fucking you, matter where the popcorn's coming from. You bring, you bring you the popcorn. You bring the pop secret to the guy that does. But hey, can you pop this for me? Yeah, okay. And then he says, "Oh, let me pop you out the theater quick because you're done." Well, that's bullshit because I paid hard-earned money to get in there. Anyway, you do you do them together. You do the popcorn and then you put the milk dud in and then you chew them all up together and it's fucking golden delicious. You and chew the popcorn you. with the milk dud. Absolutely, you do. What? Yeah, put them in both. Okay. Um, we went to a commercial. And we're back, and we're already fighting in the ring. As over on Nitro, Sting is defending the United States title against Shark, which is super exciting. Uh, speaking of super exciting, Shawn Michaels and Owen Hart just spilled off over the top. They haven't uh, stopped moving since the match started. Bulldog comes in for a hip toss. I Where believe. the fuck are you at? What is their timing? Uh, which show? 
Six minutes, 33, four, no. five seconds. Well, You're I'm at 621. I'm at 621, yeah. Oh, way ahead. Okay, buddy. Yeah, well, seconds, here's Bulldog that's... with a hip toss. You got overzealous with your whole fucking press and play thing. I said 10 seconds ahead on Nitro, asshole, not on fucking Raw. All right, well, I paused it, and hopefully we're at the right spot. Okay, well, now everybody's in the ring. We're at 640 right now. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, Yokozuna, uh, Yokozuna just had... Yeah, both partners bounced off him. And then we got a double big boot that looked like shit from Undertaker and uh, Diesel there. That wasn't bad. I didn't like it at all. The crowd's and going nuts. Undertaker's the odd man out here, isn't he? Why would they put him on the team? Well, they, just like he was shaking hands in the ring before. Right. Right. It's because he did, he can do a big boot and so can Diesel. So it's like they're both the same guy. <laughs> One's like the emo version. Oh, uh, Yokozuna's oh, ran I fucking the hate that. God damn it. Walking into the post like that. You know why they do that, right, Bob? Tell everybody. Quang. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Diesel and Bulldog working in the ring here. Mind you, this is our title match coming up here, folks. I think I know why Undertaker's with Sean and Diesel. Because he's one cool dude with attitude? No, because Diesel and Sean give like the fans boners, and Undertaker's basically rigor mortis. Oh. So he's constantly hard. Right, keeps him stiff. Yeah. Okay. What in the fuck was that? Undertaker I just set he... Bulldog up on the apron. I thought he was going to choke slam him on the apron. I guess that's my uh, 2010 and beyond mine working. That's but... what I thought, too. But then he just sat him on there. Well, it's called um, Undertaker Sucks. So, I, you know. I don't appreciate your Undertaker That's hate. what that move is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yokozuna's bouncing around like he's on the Looney Tunes. So here you go. Well, let me tell you, Yokozuna is fully stocked for the winter. He does not need any more nuts, nor does he have anywhere else to put them. Yeah, his body's looking really weird. He's looking like um, Sandy on that episode of oh, where she's hibernating, yeah. and then SpongeBob and Patrick are going to steal her fur to stay warm. Or like um, Squidward who, when he ate all the Krabby Patties. Right. Oh, yeah. In the vault. He's but the, sand- in the, vault. the Sandy one's wicked. That is a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like no, it. No, Patrick, it goes right to your thighs. Samoan drop. Explodes and dies. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Yokozuna probably should have got written off television. I would say what? Six, eight months ago? Well, oh, DDT here by Undertaker. It really, he probably shouldn't even... Um... What the... F- <laughs> probably Waylon Mercy is <laughs> there for some reason. <laughs> he probably I, shouldn't have even came back, really. Did, uh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Did I jinx us by saying that we're not going to see him wrestle anymore? Because now he keeps showing up. Here's the thing, though. I don't he just he showed up. Wrestling. He just showed up during like main event stars having a match. So just put that in your mind. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Sean off the ropes, duck in the line. Oh, he hugs Yoko. Zuna. And then he fucking kills him. Well, that's base, yeah, I was going to say, a rock bottom. Basically. Speaking of rock bottoms, I saw that Booker T recently claimed that The Rock stole the move from him. He which did. I don't think it's accurate at all. Does that mean The Rock stole it from Yokozuna? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess at that point. I don't know. He, he could have taken it from, from him. Backbreaker here by Owen. Stomping away on the heartbreak kid. 
You know, I got to tell you, Yokozuna really brings down this team's credibility. <laughs> I agree with you. Did, back did, did you guys see the comment on our Twitter page from uh, the lawyer from wrestling 20 years ago where he where he said that uh, Owen Hart should have won the world title at In Your House 3? Yes, I did. And uh, I, how, uh, how do we feel about that? about that? Um, I mean, I think if there's ever a chance, then like if they if they don't want to actually fucking give him a match for it, like that's that's the easy way out in a match like that, you know? Do you do it there and then just do a quick switch to Brett at um in your house or something? Or? I think I think realistically that's on, probably what yeah. would have happened. Or Sean? I yeah, know. I could eat. See, the Sean thing would make sense because get it off Diesel quickly and then you can get it to Sean without Diesel and Sean having to fight each other. Right. You could do like a champion versus champion thing. I could see it happening. Um, You know, just to weigh in on that quickly, if you're not going to put the championship on Owen Hart in 1994, if you're going to drop the ball in 1994... In early, early, early 1995, he's not going to win the King of the Ring. He's going to do nothing significant. And then he's in a tag team match with Yokozuna. I don't think there's any reason why he should have won the championship at In Your House. Yeah. Personally. And that's coming from quite a big Owen Hart fan. I think you, you, you basically have to rebuild Owen from the beginning. I think there's a time in like '96, '97 where Owen, where Owen was a viable contender. For oh it. yeah, yeah. I, you know, even '98, totally, really. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's just here now, you know, in your house time. No. No. Meanwhile, uh, Dean Douglas has come out to just look at the ring and laugh for whatever reason. Over on Nitro, we have Sabu against Mr. JL. I think I'm still watching Raw, though, if I had to choose between the two segments here. Yeah, I agree with that, Bob, because uh, Shark against Sting was not a great opening match for Nitro. And, like, who knows who Mr. JL is right now? No one. So, yeah. So this match, to me, does not look very exciting. Well, it's crazy that this is really... I mean, I know there's been commercials and stuff, but I would still kind of lump it in as one segment. So we've really had one segment compared to at least three on Nitro at this point. No, well. Thank well, you for it, muting yourself on that devastating sneeze. It was fucking close. I almost didn't do it. But um, <laughs> I would say, I mean, if you count like the intro to Nitro, there's been three. But really, they just keep showing like replays and shit. There hasn't really been anything else. I mean, those are technically segments, I guess, but I don't know. This I, I mean, I've enjoyed the six-man so far. No, I don't think this has been really bad. Even, like, Yokozuna, in it, I feel like, has done more in this match than I've seen him do in months. Well, and don't forget, they're keeping him at a minimum. You can totally tell that. That's fine. Yeah. Which they better, or else, like, you're going to hell in a handbasket here. For some reason, I find myself sold on the British Bulldog as a main eventer right now. Just from a look, a pure look perspective. I agree with that. I every time I no, see him, I I'm like, I feel like how how is this guy like not doing shit a couple months ago? He looks like a star right here. Yeah. 
I, I agree. Ha- I think the haircut really did him wonders. Well, he had like the weird long hair really yeah. going on. Like it, it just didn't look good. And his gear change, I, I like the pants for the tight, you know, the long tights than the trunks. Well, it, well it's weird, I... you know, when, when you kind of change up your look, when you like turn and like, you know, there's a little bit more interest in yourself, you know, looking at you, Tatanka. Kind of keeping yeah. the same look, you know, not right. really do anything different. Well, and you can't forget the anchor is no longer tied around fucking Bulldog's waist with Lex Luger. Because that dude was sinking him like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Well, do you, find to... it, do you find it a little interesting that Bulldog's in the main event here and then Luger's in the main event scene of WCW when they were just teaming each other in a mid-card act? Yeah, that's true. That's weird. Yeah. I guess I didn't think of that. That's a really good point, Bob. Um, I do think that's super weird. But the thing is that they both look way different and look better than they were when they were a tag team. Well, Luger looks really good. I mean, he's back to his old WCW look. He's not in the patriotic bullshit. Well, that's what I'm saying. And so he, I mean, he, didn't, kick he, by he didn't drastically change, but he changed enough to, okay, Luger looks like a star again. Yeah. Uh, where are we at on Raw, boys? What's our time check? Uh, 15 minutes and 45 seconds. Yeah, I'm about the same, I think. That was a nice spinning that double feature now. Sabu looks like he's getting over with the WCW crowd. Which is bizarre. It's... Are you shitting me? They're about to go to a commercial as Owen jumps off the top rope. What the fuck? That's horrible. There's been about five commercial breaks at least so far in this match. You know, you can't. Why would you do that? Well, and then you get back and both men are laying on the mat. It's like, oh, fuck, you could have skipped it for this. Yeah. Here comes Diesel in uh, Davy Boy, a preview for In Your House 4. Side slam by Diesel. Dex Yoko, big boot for Owen. Shockingly, he has not torn anything while doing these moves. Don't jinx it, dude. Diesel's been injury prone. Think of all the guys that have hurt, like hurt him recently. Fucking Lafitte, Mabel hurt him recently. Like, oh, yeah, that's true. Sid broke Sid, his wrist. Yeah. Running power slam for a dead man. Taker did a nice sprint there. I think he mistimed it, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of funny. Oh, the way he got it. Yoko though. with the did legs you just rocked. See Yoko hop around on one foot and then drop the leg. <laughs> he had to like reposition. Oh shit! Bulldog just pinned Diesel after the leg drop by Yoko. Here's why I don't like that. Because Yoko did it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Bulldog gets no credibility from the win. Mabel's out here. Of course he is. Oh, my God. Look, here's your spotlight, guys. Undertaker Mabel. Here it is. Here's what everybody's here to see. Oh, splash by Yoko on Taker. Oh, and then Mabel does one, too. Why don't they tag together? Uh, Please, no. That's a good question. Dude, I'd be down for that. I think you're the only one. Yeah, no thanks. What would their team name be? The Sushi Rolls? 
Dean Douglas um, is laying in punches oh, on Shawn Michaels. On the it outside. would be the uh, bonsai blop. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Look, at Yoko only only knows how to drop leg drops. That's all he does. Yeah, pretty much. Whoa, Dean Douglas oh. like front suplexing Sean on like steel steps. What the fuck is going on here? This social studies teacher is fucking pissed, man. Oh my god, this lady's slapping his face. Yeah. yeah. Wow. This is carnage. They're like, all right, guys, we only have one match booked for this episode of Raw, so just keep having people go out and fight. <laughs> just fill time for the next 45 minutes. Dean Douglas just yelled at the screen showing Shawn Michaels on his way out. Bulldog's still kicking Diesel. Meanwhile, on uh, Nitro, there's the continued drama between Sting, Savage, and Luger. I, I think, Dallas, I, you might have watched this before. This is still uh, Savage not trusting Luger, correct? Yeah, and I think, if I remember correctly, because I did uh, just watch this earlier, but unfortunately I, I didn't give it my full attention like I wish I did. But I believe that it's... They're kind of they. It's definitely they all have a problem with each other, and I forgot what the ultimatum ends up being in this exact promo. But we're talking about Halloween havoc. Did you just see how like it was like a video game glitching where Bulldog just kept doing the same kick and Mabel kept dropping the same leg drop on Undertaker (laughs) over and over and over again. Nothing changed. So they are all laid out. Now we're just seeing a replay of what happened between Brett and Lafitte last week where Brett uh, won that by submission. Yeah, and shout out to that match. That was a very good match. A very good TV match. Their pay-per-view match was better. Well, that's how it should be, so it works out. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of uh, WCW syndication Lately, like Power Hour from 1992. And let me tell you. Jesus Christ. That shit sucks. Yeah. You want to see a wrist lock for 12 minutes? Just watch a Mike Graham against oh. Stunning Steve Austin match. Because that's what you'll get. Uh, okay. King and Vince are talking about how they're showing Lawler trying to sucker Bret Hart in and fight him, essentially. And Jerry Lawler's like, no, I didn't. Yeah, I can relate to Lawler because I look exactly like that right now. A little chubby. My gut is over my pants when I'm standing. It's usually not a good sign. Oh, yank him, attack breath from behind. Yank him, DDS. Oh, DDT on the floor. Who is he? Jake the Snake Roberts. You can't do that. They're still in the ring. Recovering from that attack. Yeah, they definitely didn't have anything on the booking sheet for this episode. They're like, dude, six man tag. What else you want from Oh, who's in this limo here on Nitro? Who could it be? Oh, next week, Brett versus Yankum. Oh, steel cage match. Oh, oh. Oh, wow. Has he got a shaver in his hand? (laughs) It did look like that. Who's coming out of this limo? Oh, it's Chris Benoit. Out of a limo on Nitro? Yeah. He's got a rock. He's rocking a mullet. And then he looks up and he says, this is where the big boys play. And he (laughs) walks out. 
That's a yeah. That yeah. seems like a, a Benoit thing to say. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't seem very Benoit for him to come out of a limo though. No, well, they're, they're kind of hyping him up like a like a big star essentially because he's making his in ring debut next week. Mm. Oh, that's that would catch my interest. That Chicago arena is definitely the biggest one they've used on Nitro mm. to this point. It's huge. Yeah, I I noticed that as well, and I even um, well, you'll see the following week as well looks pretty pretty big. <laughs> And I was very surprised. Like Which how surprises full. me because, you know, Nitro, I mean, it's one hour. They don't even have, from what I can ever see, a lot of, like, dark matches or anything. So they're renting this building for an hour of programming? Oh. It seems no, like... I, the card I looked at, like, even, I think I have it still up here. I got four dark matches on this episode of Nitro. Uh, okay. Mind you, over on Raw, by the way, they're still showing fucking SummerSlam between Yankum and Bret Hart. It's been yep. a good couple of minutes here. Yeah, I don't. I'm really surprised they're doing that. I mean, I guess SummerSlam is, you know, a month and a half ago, but yeah, but I don't like when they show like, time. Bob could have told us this is a recap show, and I would have believed them. I mean, well, this one... has been like a lot of the match from SummerSlam, which is interesting because usually we get like still photos, and that's it. Right. I apologize that our uh, our social posts are going to be lame as fuck for this episode because nothing's happening. Yeah. I blame it on uh I blame it on uh Isaac Yankum DDS. Uh well yeah. For being the uh mayor. Well Hawk's coming out now over on Nitro and Disco he was Inferno. On, um he was on Parlor. He was on what? Parlor. Who was? Uh Isaac Yankum. Well, is that really surprising to you? No, but I'm just saying. I don't know what the fuck parlor is. It's a far right uh conservative social media platform. Yeah. Oh. But it's gone now, so don't worry about it. Yeah, good times. This is ridiculous. Now now Bob tries to tell me that these Road Warrior spikes are foam, but I don't believe him. Dallas. Are you fucking kidding? They don't look foam to me. They're, they're solid like, steel. They're not. No, they're, they're like rubber. Maybe. Are you? Look at that. I don't know, dude. It looks plastic to me. Dude, you're. Okay, plastic. That's not metal. Oh, I don't think they're. I never said they were metal. Austin just did. They're not metal. They're solid fucking steel, dude. No. No. If that was the case, if I were them, I would just always use it and stab people to kill them. Well, do you think Hawk and Animal have a brain between the two of them? Come on. Well, since since this stupid SummerSlam thing's happening, I got a question for you, uh, Bob. Uh, yeah. So on WCW, Hawk has seemingly been by himself for a while. Mm-hmm. Why, why is that? Animals in Japan teaming with Power Warrior, and Hawk's pissed about it. Yeah, Suzaki. Oh, yeah. it's during that time. Okay. Okay. Well, because didn't Hawk sign WCW because they were offering him more money and he was just like, fuck you, go do tag matches in Japan? Um, or was it the other way around? I think it was the other way around. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. Hawk has always gotten more money. Well, yeah. Or, or not maybe more money, but more attention in a singles role than... Probably more money. Yeah. 
Okay, that makes sense, and I forgot that that was even a thing that happened. But I was just I was curious when I was watching this episode of Nitro before. Yeah, I, I want to say knew they might have. Hawk himself might have been like, "Well, I want to do some single stuff for a while." I wouldn't be surprised, but there was there was definitely a beef between them. Yeah. Well, the thing that I think is interesting is, you know, I feel like everyone talks more about animal. What's your guys' time check on Raw? Is I uh, Raw? I'm at 26 minutes and 46, 47, 48, 49, and 50. I'm about two seconds behind that. So yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm at. I just got to 252 right now. It's still fucking summer. They're showing the whole match. They're showing the entire match. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I don't know what to talk about. I'm out of shit. There's nothing to talk about on this episode of Raw. This I, is I would be. This is horrible because I would be going to Nitro right now. The whole oh. time. Oh, yeah. this. Yeah, this is really bad. And if you think about it, think about it this way, right? We started with the match everyone wanted to see. Okay. Now the main event on Nitro: Anderson Flair in a cage match. If I see this shit on SummerSlam replay, see ya. Bye. I want to see that cage match right now. I saw what I wanted to see on Raw. Clearly, you're not going to offer me anything else, so you just lost me. And I don't forget, really this agree. is months and months old. Now, yeah. I could, I, I almost want to pretend that it's like, oh, I didn't see SummerSlam. This is cool. But, like, it's this match. <laughs> like, and it's, it's old. But it's here's the thing. Him. Even if you didn't see SummerSlam, you most likely have seen, seen it via tape. Well, rented it or, or purchased it. Or By the way, Hulk Hogan's photos. coming out without a mustache and he's in all black. Yeah. Right now. Hogan's got black bandana, black neck brace. Yeah. He's wearing essentially Hollywood Hogan uh esque attire. And that and, has to be really I would say that's really great placement as Justin Roberts just appeared in the crowd. Was it really? That was definitely Justin Roberts. Oh shit. Who somehow has not been canceled for talking to fifteen-year-old girls on Snapchat? Whatever, whatever works for you, brother. <laughs> I like how Bob slipped it in there. <laughs> Whatever, brother. <laughs> Whatever, brother. Um, speaking of brothers, Hogan in a second is about to uh, mention of like, yeah, I'm I'm not wearing the red and yellow, brother, because it's getting serious now, or something shit like that. I'm here head to toe and all black brother because the games are over, dude. It's time to take care of all the family business, brother. So right. Hogan decided. Dude, he's literally saying that as you just said that. Well, you yeah, timed that perfectly. That's exactly what he's saying. I was reading the closed caption. Uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and thank God the SummerSlam match is like the bell rang. So it might be done in a second. Holy fuck. But no, see, I think they're going to just keep playing SummerSlam the rest of the yeah, night. You already lost I, me now. Now Hogan's coming out. I got a cage match to look forward to. Okay, see ya. I'm done. Yeah, I mean, Raw, we're at 29 minutes and 33 seconds. That's so bad. we have about 16 minutes left in the show. I don't know what else they could possibly put on that would make me want to stay tuned into this. They're what still showing the SummerSlam match. Like, it's still on. Well, what it's probably going to end up being is it's probably going to be a quick job match. And then it's going to be like, oh, see you next week. It's a cage match. I'm like, okay. Here we go. Back to the arena. It looks like Skip is in the ring with Sonny. Oh, God. Probably Skip and Sonny, yeah. I know you want me. 
I know you want me. Ooh, I know you want me. We're showing Skip and Sunny, and they're like, hey, we got cameras in the back. It's like, what? Oh. Well, I didn't expect oh. this, but. Fod 2. Fod 2 oh, against Skip. God damn it. <laughs> Not this. I'd rather see Hogan and Giant fight in a uh, monster truck match. Yeah, dude, me too. Oh, wow, there's a guy in a hospital bed there. Uh, that seems a little dramatic. Yeah, probably. You know what I mean? Like, did yeah, they that's... wheel his ass up to the front row for that spot? Come on. <clears throat> what if they had had a... Uh... A great what? commercial. And a guy was just on his deathbed. And he's like, as soon as this main event's over, I'm gonna roll over into my grave. That's what they just made it seem like <laughs> with that guy. Upstate New York Glen Falls. Guys, we're gonna get the world tour de force. Upstate New York, are they coming to Syracuse? They just said Rochester. Rochester. Binghamton. And Syracuse, and Syracuse, and War Memorial, and Utica. Nice. What is this? Oh my God! The giant and Zodiac have appeared in a monster truck. Oh, and Kevin Sullivan. And and, and, uh, and and Hogan here is like so. The the backstory here is there is a restraining order against the Dungeon of Doom because Hogan's in the building, so they're not allowed in the building. So they drove a monster truck to try to crash it. And in a second, Hogan's like, well, d- damn it, brother. If they can't get in, I can sure as hell go out there. And then he runs away. And Well, if there's a restraining order, didn't he have to file it? <laughs> Probably. Uh, mind you, we've got our match started over on Raw. And Fatu looks like he's trying to work a jerry curl into his hair now or something. I don't know. Maybe that's his is, natural hair. I don't know. Is Skip's attire different? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. I don't know what it is that's different about it, but it's different. It it's like looks, a lighter color, right? Oh, you. Well, no, that's not it. I just. It feels like as if it's. It's like a sunny bathing suit. Yeah. <laughs> like that she would be showing very little skin, or she'd be showing a lot of skin. It doesn't it doesn't seem right. Fatu bailing to the floor. He's getting distracted here. We need fucking Sioni back. Well, we ain't going to get him. I'd even take Samu. We ain't going to get him either. Yeah, I know. They took him away. Skip begging off in the corner. No, Fatu, please, no. Come on. Oh, boy. Oh, into the corner. Oh, shoulder first into the post. Skip's got a strap down. That's how you know it's serious. Well, except in this case, I think it fell by accident, so. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Jumping jacks. How many jumping jacks can you guys do before you uh, quit? I haven't done jumping jacks since uh, gym class. Well, yeah, I was about to say, I don't don't know. I could probably do about five. I was, yeah, I figured you were going to say that. Yeah. Then I'd probably just throw up. Um, Fatu's attire here looks like a McDonald's bench in 1995, uh, between all the colors that's on it. That's that's good, yeah. No, his 
it looks like the uh, fruit roll-ups. Mm. They had yeah. multiple colors on them. Well, a leapfrog, they say. is. I don't know if I'd call that a leapfrog. but It's like, about as lazy as you could do. But it is a leapfrog. Um, look at... <laughs> Show him who's boss. I'll say it. I'll say it again. That's All right. Here's the thing, right? Here's the deal. If you're Sony and you got Skip mm-hmm. or Shawn Michaels, yeah, who are you banging out? British Bulldog. Well, yeah, that's like the mashed potatoes, but I'm saying steak or burger. You're getting the mashed potatoes regardless. What was the question again? If you're Sonny, are you banging Skip or Shawn Michaels? We, we, I think we talk about this every episode, but... Come on. No, listen. I know what you're doing. Okay. So, like in a fuck, Mary kill situation, I'm going to kill Bulldog. Uh, are you shitting me? What? Well, he's bizarre, you know, and I okay. really can't understand the accent, so I'm going to kill him. That's not nice. Okay. You, like, you marry like the accent. You marry Skip because Skip has outkicked his coverage, so he's desperate to keep you at all costs. No. And then you fuck Shawn Michaels. No, no. Like, Shawn Michaels isn't the kind of guy you marry. No, you, no. yeah, of course, of course not. Then that's what I just said. Bulldog. I know. Well, I know. I'm agreeing with you, Bob. Yeah. Well, Austin's like, no, 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 no. Then he's agreeing with you. That doesn't make any sense. No, you you definitely just bang Sean like he's the one night stand guy, but you marry Bulldog because Bulldog's gonna have more money than Skip ever could fucking dream of. I, I just gotta say the little dance moves that Fatu does are fucking awful, and I hate him so much. They this is stupid. Yeah, just they imagine him doing that when he was the head shrinkers. So <laughs> that does not fit his character at all. Yeah, I was starting to get really pissed off with that at that time. Well, it's just like, it's like goofy shit. It's like, what are you well, doing? Now you know why I don't like this Fatu. Because it's goofy shit, and it's like, what are you doing? Well, he would he was like dancing, and then... Or no, what was it? The first it was like, he was wearing the boots, and he was like, what the fuck are these things? Yeah, I saw the tail end of that. Yeah, and then he started dancing. This is weird. Give me late 93, early 94 Fatu. And I'm God. sold. I agree with that. Skip oh. putting it on the top rope here, but they kind of struggled with that. Yeah, well, Meanwhile, there's a cage the, match on Nitro. I was going to so say, the, the cage match has started over on Nitro at this point. Is this our main event on Raw, or like, what are we doing? Uh, well, we have about eight minutes left. Holy shit, we got that much. There's no way that this match is going to go eight more minutes. We'll see it. I bet you we see like an interview or something. They keep talking that there's cameras in the back and something with Mabel and stuff. Well, I want to know how come we haven't seen Todd and why haven't we seen Goldust? As Fatu just murdered Skip with a top rope splash and Skip kept his legs up. (laughs) He still has them up. That's good shit. Look at That's funny as shit. That's funny. What the fuck? Why is he doing that? He's selling it, brother. No, that's fucking jobbing Fatu out. I'd be pissed if he was selling like that for me. I'd go over and kick him. No, that's all right. That's right. You got to make a difference. <laughs> that kind oh, of great like, well, 
my diaper's full and I'm ready to go into the men's locker room. Here we go. Okay, go to commercial, come back, and I'll pretend I'm going to go to Maitland. Let's go to Ron Jeremy, who's backstage uh, waiting for Sonny to come out of her locker room. Did you ever see the hair on a Michael Myers mask? Well, they modeled it after mine. I'm here in the backstage area. We're seeing highlights from what we just saw earlier here tonight. I'm surprised they didn't show us some more highlights of the Bret Hart Isaac Income match. Show us highlights of the highlights that they showed us. That'd be pretty cool. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, they have so little for the show. They're showing us pretty much what happened in the first, you know, half of the show right now. So <laughs> we saw we saw this twice. Now we saw SummerSlam and we saw a, a match between Fadu and Skip that didn't mean jack shit. It's been a great Raw this week, guys. Well, I mean, the well, and here's the, was good. Yeah, well, and well, here's the thing. I, this is probably good for the live audience that was here for this to not get, like, run all the way through fucking eight hours of shit. Right. But at the same time, now that there's another channel with another wrestling program. Uh, exactly. You can't really be sacrificing your episode to TV like you could before. And that's what they're doing here. They're, they they basically gave this week to WCW for free. Here you go. Well, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, the beginning match wasn't bad, but like the rest was uh, it left a lot to be desired. Well, yeah. Okay, Doc Hendricks. He was he was, I was I was behind this locker room door. Out of respect. It's not a good time to interview Sean Diesel and Undertaker. Shawn Michaels collapsed. He's done. Wait, Undertaker's in the locker room with them? Yeah. Oh, my God. What's next? Yoko Claus? Like, just tell me, dude. They're really making this uh, dramatic here. He's like, well, I'll do an Ambrose interview. I'll do it, Doc. I'll do it. Right, I thought he just said it's not a good time. Now he's going to open the door. What the fuck? Why is Bulldog wearing a hat? <laughs> what in the fuck is he doing? And Jim Cornette's wearing a t-shirt with his pants and his, his thing is tucked in there. I like that it's not even a Bulldog hat. It's just flat no. brown. Nothing. And then I like he, it. He raised the lid and he was like, yeah. What, like, what is this guy? Look, he keeps doing it. Is he John? He's John Cena. Oh shit! Yo yo yo, I'm bizarre. Yo yo this yo yo, here we go. Fat Jim Cornette and Bulldog in a brown fucking hat. Oh, here's more replays of what happened in the earlier the show. Yeah, well, he beat Diesel, but we're ignoring the fact that Yokozuna light dropped him. All right. Vince was probably pissed that Bulldog had that on. I would be. <laughs> <laughs> that's what awesome. in the world it's is so he, ugly. is he about to drive a bus or something like what is he doing well yeah it is it's really like really UPS weird guy UPS. <laughs> or he's like a golf caddy he's like you want me to get I'm your here balls? with you i'm here with your package <laughs> can you sign it please this is awesome okay well i i think flair lost the steel cage match and he's flipping out at the announcer's table because Pillman got involved. He's going to whoop the world over a partner. You're telling me you want to see Ric Flair over British Bulldog in a brown fucking cap? No, but I'm just pointing it out. No, yeah, I do. 
I want this screenshotted. This better be on the Facebook. Well, there's only two things to show from this week, so there will be. Don't you worry. <laughs> yeah. The British Bulldog has been denied because I'm bizarre. And I have a history of wearing caps backstage. Maybe he's wearing the hat to, like, try to relate to Diesel a little bit. Because, like, Diesel's a truck guy. Mm. So he's like, let me get in the mind of Diesel. I got to put, like, a hat on. Like a trucker hat. It's like mind games. (laughs) Because this bulldog is hungry and he needs a bone to chew on. I hope next week Diesel's like, Bulldog, you're a fake. You don't wear hats. I'll give you a bone to chew on, big man. I wear hats. The hellhole Winnipeg. Hey, I was just I was just uh, saying the other day, I wish I was from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Manitoba. When, when the hell were you saying that? Oh, uh, Not with you guys. Um, it was when uh, I was watching uh, Hard to Kill, and they obviously that's where Kenny Omega is from. And I, I think when you're announced to wrestling from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, it sounds wicked fucking cool. So I wish I was there. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think you might be the only one who's ever said that in, like, history. No. Winnipeg, Manitoba is like farmland, dude. Well, everyone likes Winnipeg, so. Well, I don't know. Uh, Speaking of somebody who nobody likes, we got Mabel stepping in the camera. Oh, that's why Bulldog wore the brown hat. Because of Mabel? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know about that. And more replays here after that of <laughs> Oh, for the love of God. Of the show, guys, come on. This is how we're closing the show. That's how they're filming the rest of the time. Was it a holiday or something? <laughs> Did nobody come to this episode to film? Did they all get the wrong booking sheet and end up like in Chicago for WCW? I don't know. They're still not doing a green screen either. Well, there's not much to green screen in. Look at how usually the the crowd behind them's going nuts. These people don't give a fuck. They want to know what they're they're listening. Like those. Look at look at. <laughs> you see the the girls. Like, what is that woman doing to jail? Oh my god. She knows. She knows what she's doing. Jerry Lawler is about to fuck both of those women, guaranteed. Because the one on the right looks like she's about sixteen, which is prime time for Jerry Lawler. Whoa. Allegedly. Allegedly, excuse me. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. Just like allegedly I eat an entire DiGiorno's pizza by myself. Allegedly. You don't actually do that. No, I I don't. Oh my God, we're getting shots of a cage. (laughs) One thing I've learned is you never put a dentist in a cage. Okay. Okay. Never. Guys, this is the response to the Nitro Cage match. Yeah, but they didn't know that when this was filmed. I bet they know. How would they know? It's Vince, dude. He's a shapeshifter. <laughs> this the Wait match was filmed Who's... on the film. The match was filmed on September twenty fifth. Who's going in that little box? Jerry Lawler? Jerry Lawler's going to be in a little cage. Oh, shit. Yeah, to that. So that's a little intriguing. 
Uh, oh, I got to add here for the next episode. All right. So uh, the six-man tag match is pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I would say you could probably watch that and then just turn off your television. Well, if you watch past that, like, why? Yeah, there's I nothing. I barely watched past that, to be honest with you. I didn't, really. It was SummerSlam. I was watching Nitro right here. I mean, I was doing fine. <laughs> yeah, there was, that was a bit uh, a bit much, I thought. Here's the problem, right? You come off basically the only thing that people were tuning in for in the six-man tag. And then instead of like trying to make some dynamic television to keep the people, you do the complete opposite. And they're like, what is the most boring thing that we could follow that six-man tag up with? And everybody's like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. Skip match. They're like, no, we'll do that later. Like, oh, we could have Lafitte on, but not have him face Brett, have him face Doink. And they're like, no, that would be too entertaining. And then they're like, I got it. Speaking of Brett, let's put on the SummerSlam match between him and Yankum. And instead of showing like the clips like we normally would or like the still photos, we'll play the entire fucking match on Raw. And then like if we have any time over, we can skip, you know, we can do a little skip match. There you go. Like put that in there. And then like we shouldn't have any more time over. And then they ended up having more, and they're like, uh, Bulldog, we know you already put your hat on and you're ready to leave the building. <laughs> we need you to go and do a fucking interview with Jim Cornette, who looks like he just ate six hamburgers and can't even breathe. Uh, go do that, and then we'll go off the air. Well, he probably bought them at Wendy's, because he is a Wendy's fanatic. Yeah. So, as far as this week goes, yeah, Lightning, needless to say, did not strike three times. We got one decent match. And then the rest, literally, you could have turned your TV off and went to bed early that night. Yeah. Or just go to Nitro. If you were really having that much of a hankering for wrestling. Because in my mind, if I just watched that six-man tag match and I knew it was coming up, I would have had my fill for wrestling for the night and went to bed. Yeah. I mean, realistically, yeah. Because, dude, I need to hear about fucking Hogan and monster trucks and JL and, like, fuck all that bullshit. Fuck all that. You slow your roll with the JL, buddy. Yeah, fuck all that. I'll tell you what. Listen, uh, since you mentioned the monster trucks, I feel like when you look at that match as a whole, it's like, oh, fuck. Like, that's so stupid. uh, Them driving up to a monster truck outside of the building, I thought was kind of cool. Like, I, I was like, okay. I think it's cool. Well, yeah, it just sucks that, like, that's what the storyline's built on. Well, yeah, I mean... The actual monster truck. Like, the people involved, it doesn't fucking matter. It's... The cool part is the monster the truck. Sheet, it just says monster truck and monster truck. It doesn't matter who the fuck <laughs> who's well, in Well, exactly. I mean, the, the monster truck part's cool. It's it's the fact that it's for... It's a, it's a match before a WCW... <laughs> Heavyweight title match at Halloween Havoc. Uh, yeah, that's not good. Coming to you on a future bonus episode. Yeah, so needless to say, the two monster trucks we saw on Raw, fucking Yokozuna, who comes bringing shit to a screeching halt. Mm-hmm. And then you think it can't get any slower. And then Mabel comes out. And then he's like in a promo. 
And then he's beating up fucking Undertaker. And it's like, dude, I want to lay down in front of a monster truck. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I'm yeah, speechless. That, that, this, well, the show just was not great. After the first 20 minutes or so, it was just really yeah, unnecessary. You know I'm not going to give... I'm not going to excuse it. Okay, you know what? If that's if that's the raw that they're going to put up against the Nitro, whether it's now or fucking two years from now, I'm dude, I'm skipping raw. This is a forgettable week. Don't watch it. Six-man tag or not, don't watch this shit. Yeah. I ain't excusing that. That's bullshit. That's like not even a bait and switch. That's just a bait and then you get nothing. It's like if you were a fish... You're just biting on a hook. There's not even like a fake worm. It's like, oh, this sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, next week looks to be maybe a little bit better. There was plenty of hype for the Brett uh, Isaac Yankum cage match. Yeah, I'm so hyped for that. Yeah, uh, that's sarcasm because Austin's a jerk. And then uh, there's a tag team title match. And uh, it, looks, it looks like another... F- I don't think there's, at least for the preview here, there's nothing for enhancement matches. But I'm not going to divulge what that is quite yet. We'll wait till next week. But advertised right now is just Brett and Yankum in a steel cage. And here's the thing. I guess if their way of hyping that match, quote-unquote, is showing the entire SummerSlam match, that's fine. The only problem is, is the match they're about to have on Raw going to be that much different? From the match they had in SummerSlam. Yeah, it's a cage match. But half of the stuff that they were showing, they were on the floor anyway to keep your interest. So now take the floor away, and it's still Isaac fucking Yankum. Like, we're, I don't know if we can necessarily say that we're in for a treat next week. Mm, yeah. We'll see. You really know how to. Bring the mood down, Austin. I really appreciate that. Well, Listen, well, to, man. To, to be fair, was it up? Yeah, it was. Oh. I don't know. I think I think when we talked about it in the beginning, I think the cat was out of the bag, you know. We got the wool pull over our eyes two weeks in a row, dude. That's pretty good. I wasn't going to let it fool us again. I, I had a feeling that it was like... Third, oh, time's, third time's a charm. No, three strikes, you're out. More like it. Yeah. Well, this would be the first strike. Uh, no, this would be about the, let's see, the 49th strike. No, no, no. Because I think 95 has been the best year for the World Wrestling Federation. Well, you on that note. To, dude, <laughs> you tried to be like, I don't know, guys. I, I was trying to be, pretty be good. I was trying to be optimistic. Yeah. Here's okay? the thing. Here's the thing. This I think 1996 fuck. is the turnaround. I think 96 is oh, when yeah, we yeah. go full steam ahead. Going to be great wrestling nonstop. So fuck you. This fucking guy knew damn well what we were going to be tuning into. And so worried at the time that I was just going to not do this anymore. Bob was forced to promote 1995 as if this was the fucking turnaround year. Because if he was even a shred honest, I don't know, man. It was 1995. What you heard is kind of true. My you like great, did that shit? Oh, my, dude. My greatest moment 
was the week before WrestleMania 11. It took you guys 25 minutes to realize it was a full recap show. That was bullshit. Well, there was think- one match between Brett and Owen. Everything else was just a recap. And that's the best part, and I think that explains my point perfectly because Bob has not he's done nothing but relish in what this year has been. Watching and knowing that me and Dallas are sitting through it for basically the first time. So he's had a fucking blast. Yeah, but why would I torture myself like that? Because you're watching us get fucked over for the first time ever. Like you've already suffered this wound of 1995 and stitched it up. You already know, like, you got the painkillers for it. Like, yeah, it sucks and it's inconvenient, but, like, you're not getting fresh wounds whipped, just torn into you every single week like me and Dallas are. And you're, like, loving that. You make me sound sadistic. I'm I'm not that sadistic. Yeah. I'm not. Then why'd you mail bees to my house? I would never do that. Mm. Right. Seems fishy. Never. Uh, all right, so I'm going to consider this a thumbs down. Just watch the six man tag and then <laughs> a thumbs down. Yeah, I'd fucking say, but I say so. <laughs> thumbs down. Watch the six man tag and then just uh, throw your television out the window and then go buy a new one. Is that in, in agreement or what? Yeah, I'm telling you, no, they don't even deserve that. Skip the six man tag. If no, you're I think watching this, this show for any reason, any whatsoever, it's for British Bulldog in a brown fucking canvas hat. <laughs> you better fast forward then, because you cannot sit through 40 minutes just to see that. Yeah. Oh no, you're skipping on the little dial. It shows Bulldog, probably backstage interview yeah. with British Bulldog and Jim Cornette. You're clicking on that. You're watching that as Bulldog flexes his little head in this brown hat, and then you're coming off this episode. You're skipping. That sounds perfect. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that, I have nothing else for this uh, week's episode. <laughs> I just want to get on with it here and go into next week's for October 16th. So you guys have anything else for this week's episode? No. Of course, you're <laughs> Dallas. What do you have, Austin? Anything? Uh, no. Okay, great. Well, then, for Austin Skinner and for Dallas Greeley, I am Bob Collins Jr., and this has been Ico Bob. You gotta skip it. <laughs>